This season of Good is sponsored by Good Treatments. Good Treatments is a highly curated shop of pre-made treatment designs for commercials, music videos, features, and branded content. We've all spent sleepless nights writing our treatments, only to have to start from scratch on the design. With Good Treatments, you have the look of a custom design without the cost or time. With drag-and-drop tools, you simply replace your images, copy and paste your text, and you're good to go. For our good listeners, we're giving away a coupon code for 20% off your next purchase. Simply use code GOOD20 at checkout. See all the treatment designs at goodtreatments.space. Pizza since I said I was going to do this. <laughs> Same. You know, Same. I just rewatched the trailer and I am pumped to watch the movie another 10 times. So that's all I Has got. Has anybody seen it more than once? I mean, and when, when no. do people see it? That's the question. Yeah. Also a good question. Um, gosh. December 27th. So it's been like. Oh, I saw it two, last two week. Three so weeks. I'm probably the freshest. Let's see. If I check my letterbox diary, I can tell you exactly when I saw it. Yeah, oh, the 29th true. of December. So there you go. Oh gosh. Schultz, are you on? Are you on? Have we even, I mean, we've talked about uh, Letterbox, but are you active on Letterbox, Christian? Yeah, I'm on Letterbox. Really? I, I never know. see your stuff pop up. I don't. I don't like use it. It's more so for me than anybody. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. Just follow, just follow <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> okay i saw it on the 28th 28th all right i saw so, it the next day 29th dang yeah nice. in our local sure uh, things... independent theater on 70 millimeter and it was beautiful oh are you kidding no stop oh. bragging it, it was it was amazing Dude, it must be nice to live in a town like naturally <laughs> <laughs> like places with buildings and things to do <laughs> Yeah, dude, we've like the pandemic literally like wiped out all of our cool theaters in Charlotte. It's just gone, just gone. Ours, ours almost went, but I think they got bought by some some foundation or something. They're keeping it going, which is great. But I think it was definitely iffy for a while. Yeah, Jared, I yeah. thought you said last time that there was some new theater that was opening. They're, Maybe. I mean, they kind of keep pushing it back. Basically, like the film society, the Charlotte Film Society, is uh, has a theater that they're kind of like they're kind of like crowdfunded for, and they have these different donors and stuff. But it's it's not open yet. I think mm. the next couple months. I'm I'm contemplating whether or not um, you can buy. I think it's like three hundred and fifty bucks, and you can buy a permanent seat. What? So basically, like you're you're actually buying like one of the theater chairs when you do that, and then and then that sounds get totally to like... reasonable though. Like yeah, I know, bucks. doesn't it? Yeah. Wait, but what's yeah. the perk? It, it, it's like season tickets. Hang on, let me. Hang on. It is like season tickets because because it? like it's like oh I I'm here somebody's sitting in my seat you got to go like. This is a great question. Okay. <laughs> Hold on, this is worth us. Well, I want. I also wonder if, like, <laughs> you know, the more center seats are like, you know, higher priced, right? Higher tier pricing, yeah. It's like courtside. I mean, yeah, I would want like the best seat. You know what I mean? Okay, okay. Here's here was here's what it says. 
It's vague. It's vague. <laughs> We're offering a select number of our donors the chance to cover the cost of a seat. A $350 contribution will pay for a seat and its installation. We're planning to have 199 rocker style seats in our two large auditoriums and recliners in the micro cinema. We'll honor members of our take a seat club by publicly recognizing them and their support in our lobby and on screen. Additionally, this is where it gets confusing and vague. We'll guarantee members reserved seats. Right. See, I thought but it, was it doesn't like, necessarily this is say yours that no matter what. Right, right, right. And I was like, that's it says thing. guarantee reserved seats, but I don't think it's that. I think if, if I could pick, mm. if I could like have a laminate on the bottom of the seat. That's what I'm saying. And I could a pick plaque, the like name. Like sit on your name. Yeah, a plaque. Dude, how sick would that be though? If you Schultz. had like a seat that was literally just yours, and you could like trick it out, yeah. and, like have like sick cup holders, <laughs> or, like a, a cooler underneath. Yes, mini fridge. It's like George Costanza. <laughs> yeah, like, opens up the sodas. Yeah. It, exactly, exactly yeah. like that. Oh, that's a great. See, idea. I thought it was I just, your seat, and like every time you want to go, it's just there. Like you don't have to pay. And I'm like, that's even a, doesn't even if there's a movie playing. Just you just, you just sit yeah, there. You just, <laughs> dude, I need somewhere to sit that's pleasant. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> phone <mean>. call, <laughs> eat some okay. dinner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you okay, Mitchell? Okay, so my What's office your space is uh, uh, over there, but it, the walls are are paper, so the this, the traffic is is yeah. aggressive. And then my kid is potty training at home, so. You're staying out of the, the poop zone. Yeah, yeah this time it was outside. Clear. He did it outside. So that was nice, but the chaos oh, I wow. cannot escape. It's like a dog. Yeah, he prefers it, <laughs> it seems. He just <laughs> prefers pooping outside. So far. I've only I've only had that happen once. It was actually my my niece. Uh she was over for a birthday party and my brother was like, She's just doing this right now and she's just like <laughs> <laughs> she it was like kids running around and she just squatted and pooped in the middle of the backyard she's like guys this is just something we have to deal with <laughs> so so matthew you saw it in 70 mil is that what you said yeah yeah so maybe you start yeah, so dude so like what was the because I, I definitely didn't see it in 70 mil nobody else saw it in 70 mil i mean i'm sure that that was crazy huh yeah i mean it, it was the movie looked amazing like and that's and that's one of the things that was a big takeaway for me. And I I'm not I shouldn't be surprised by how good the movie looked because it's it's PTA, but right. it's it there isn't like a single image or it's not kind of the landscapes of it. There will be blood or the, those right. kinds of big things. This is in the valley in LA in the 70s, but the thing looks unbelievable. I'm sure it looks amazing 70 mil or not, but uh, it, it was so refreshing for me to see it on projected on actual film a week, five days later, I think no a week later, I was sitting in the front row of a <laughs> chain movie theater watching American underdog, the Kurt Warner story. And I got to say, <laughs> not as good nice. of a look, not as good a looking movie. <laughs> you have to be the Shocker. only person. To do that, to watch Liquor's Pizza <laughs> and in the same week watch that movie. That's got to be like a reserved I will say, experience for The you. fact that you would put yourself through that movie to begin with, but then like get there and sit on the front row. It's just like, are you mad at yourself? <laughs> <laughs> the, 
The context was, of course, it was a church men's event, and the only seats were in the front row. Oh, which sick. then re- and the only movie to... that could exist to them. <laughs> <laughs> It required me to contain some of my audible groans during the course of the movie. Yeah, <laughs> you're like Jesus. <laughs> does, does your next does your neck still hurt? It was not good the next morning. I'll say that. <laughs> yeah, damn. Well, <clears throat> took one for the team. Took one for Jesus, yeah. dude. Big time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you feel like the- there? Do you feel like there was a? A real like shift or change in uh, the men that you went with after the movie. You feel like you went in with you went in with like one guy, then you came out and they were transformed. Did you feel like that? Uh, <laughs> you know, most of them were ready to run out of the theater, and they they held a vote and told the theater manager that we didn't want to see the credits. Also, so it just got paused as soon as the credits started rolling. Uh, <laughs> Wait, it was what? you spent time strange with these experience. people. <laughs> Wait, What's why that? Wouldn't, why wouldn't you, you just leave? time with these people, Matthew? Look, I could get up and just walk out of the theater, but God damn it, you better pause it. <laughs> <laughs> if I see one name associated with the making of this. And, and I'll tell you what, we did not see a single credit. Like, as the far last as thing we saw. Nobody made this movie. <laughs> We're going to keep it that God way. God made it. God made it. The last thing we saw. <laughs> my the last head. thing we saw was some factoid about Kurt Warner, and then it was pause, <laughs> done, out, out of there. Imagine they did wow. that for other parts of the movie. Like, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> like a third of the way through. We don't want to see this part. Oh. Um, okay. Hey, so, okay, Matthew, you said something. You're talking about um, – Kind of the look of licorice pizza. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's interesting because it is one of his l- less. I'm just thinking about like you think about his different films. Yeah, and it, there's like an image that comes to mind. I'm not saying there's not with licorice pizza, but it definitely feels like less kind of iconic and like not like iconic in like a broader sense, but like visually, I'm like I'm not sure if I have like one distinct yeah. image. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it is beautiful. It just is like in a different, it feels most like kind of like in the spirit of like punch drunk love to me. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Although, you know, with that, even it's got like the whole kind of all the light play and flare stuff going on. So there's that kind of, but, but just like thinking about kind of the world that it inhabits, it feels sweet like that, you know? Yeah. Anyway, yeah, that's an interesting I, I mean, point. I, yeah, especially especially uh, you know his last decade plus. I think of like the master and the, the images that come to mind. Yeah, yeah. That, the boat yep. and the sea the and yep. Joaquin Phoenix standing on the beach and right. I mean, those are big, beautiful images. And yeah, uh, he he doesn't. I mean, I I think he could have those in here, but he chooses not to, and instead, it has a different effect. And I don't, I don't know if he's trying to create, because there's there's a melancholy like nostalgia to Licorice Pizza that I think the sure. uh, uh, that that he he captures really well, um, but it it looks totally different than Phantom Thread, right? Right. And so he yeah. did the cinematography for Phantom Thread. Who did Licorice Pizza? Did he do it again? No, 
He did not, but I don't remember who did it. I should have done my research. IMDB. Let's look it up. See, I have one shot that stood out to me. It's my favorite shot, so I might save it for later. But it's like, as a single, like, oh my gosh, like, master moment or there will be blood moment. But it also has, like, kind of nothing to do with the rest of the film. Like, hearing what you're saying, Jared, where I don't even associate that moment with, like, when I picture the movie. Wait, Damn, what was so it? Many people in this You're not going to tell us what it is? Do you want to hear it? <laughs> yeah. All right. You set it up uh, like we were about to fucking hear it. I'm fast forwarding here. <laughs> um, so, you know, when she's uh, taking a smoke break with her sister outside? Yeah. And it, it's not yep. on the baseball field, though. It's when it's like really close up side mm-hmm. profile. It's really dark. Yeah. Yep. And uh, I forget what her sister says. And she's like, well, fuck you. And, you know, walks off. And then it cuts to her <laughs> yeah. sister smoking. And it's like. <laughs> The colors get insane. Yeah. Like dark silhouette. Is this where she's sitting like, on the curb? Yeah. Yeah. And it's like the yeah. curb is almost red the way he's doing the colors. That's so, that's, that's really interesting that that stood out to you. That's such a throwaway shot, but that's, that's funny that that like really yeah. stuck with you. I was like, stay on this, please, longer. And he cuts <laughs> you know, okay. So it does that. say cinematography by Paul Thomas Anderson and Michael Bauman. So he's, okay. he's taking a co credit on that. He is taking a co-credit. Yeah. Michael Bauman. Let's see. What else is he DP'd? <laughs> Nothing. A short oh. <laughs> called The Kirky. That's it. He's been wow. he's he's been in the camera and electrical department on a ton of stuff, like big mm. big stuff, this including is PTA Phantom Thread. Helping him out. Like all right, I'll. He's the ga- okay. <laughs> well, kind of. I mean, he's he's the gaffer on the new David O. Russell tragedy of Macbeth. Ford versus Ferrari, oh. Vice, oh, Phantom Thread, Conjuring, <laughs> I guess he's in here Vice, stuff. Nightcrawler, The Master. <laughs> yeah, he's in the <laughs> Jared, look, look this up though, because I believe that he did the same thing on Phantom Thread, where his DP wasn't available, and so him he and this is an interview that he did at some point, but he said, "Me and the gaffer just figured it out." Like, I wonder if that was yeah. Um, essentially what he was doing here because I, I don't know like that seems to be a trend with PTA at this point like shooting his own stuff I don't know I do kind of not to say that the cinematography on, on Licorice Pizza was bad in any way but I also felt mm-hmm. the same way about Phantom Thread where like I was watching Phantom Thread and I'm like there are mistakes here but it's kind of endearing you know Dude, I think like, Phantom Thread is like drop dead gorgeous honestly in a different way than this. Um, yeah. And there is no co-credit on Phantom Thread. It's just PTA for, for cinematography. Um, but, but, no, go ahead. I was just going to say to Christian, your point, and that, that's what I've heard him talk about so much in this round of like press interviews was just like, this was our COVID project and this was the movie that we could make and whoever was around and could make it work. And it's kind of a testament to his ability. To grab this this is what they like. This is what they made. <laughs> this kind of incredible work. Uh, yeah. That is like, like I know it's a COVID but... project. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, just, we'll just throw it together with Sean Penn and Tom Waits and whoever else is just around. Those guys will do. That duo, by the way, was one of that was like one of the. Uh, okay, so let's. We should just. I, I actually love how you guys organize your podcast. Let's press pause for a second. Actually, it might be worth introducing each yes. other. Sure. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, we're going yeah. a we're going a little um, <clears throat> atypical right here, in. where 
Yeah, you guys are going to post this, and we're also going to post this on our our That's respective right. Right. Uh, podcasts. So, um, why don't you tell us about your podcast, and we'll tell you about ours real quick. Yeah, great, Mitchell. Go should ahead. We, should we should we wait for Christian to find his way back, or no? His internet <laughs> sucks. It's going to be like this the whole time. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, so our podcast, movies while they sleep was, uh, you know, as all good podcasts are, two white guys talking. and um, <laughs> Talking specifically about movies. About okay. niche yeah. movies. <laughs> and never yeah. covering Marvel movies. Um, and so, but it started as we both have families who, uh, you know, obviously demand our time and attention. And the only way we could f- make a way to watch some of the more droll, slow interesting art house movies that we were wanting to watch, but also like have our kids in the room and not, you know, um, not have them go through that trauma. Um, yeah. We had to watch I, movies I, I after, say, after everyone's gone to bed. It, as yeah. an example, my wife and I are watching succession right now. She's never seen it. And our seven year old stormed out of his room last night and said, what word did I just hear someone on this show say? <laughs> There you go. You need to turn that down. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, great. Yes. I'm not sure which of the 12 uh, profane words in the last 30 seconds you heard, but sure. Also, thank you for the shame and guilt, sir. Go back to bed. <laughs> right. That's so right. They can say it as long as you don't say it. Exactly. Okay. And maybe worth mentioning, how do you two know each other? Oh, we're brothers. <laughs> we are there brothers. We go. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's there right. So, so that's our that's Film our bros. That's literally. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, cool. And so for for uh, the movies while they sleep audience, uh, Christian and I, Jared and Christian, we started this podcast like uh, end of 2015, which is crazy. Oh, wow. And your podcast um, title is called Good. Period. Um, goodthepodcast.com and com. <laughs> we we met uh, we met in like 2013 um, on a shoot and then have just been buddies ever since and wow. talk about movies talk about, we're both directors um, and so we talk about like kind of our own careers and our winding paths and also bring on a lot of guests that are in the film industry and um, talk to directors and DPs and production designers yeah. and uh, writers and producers and all kinds of people. So um, it's really just kind of like, yeah. yeah. I would yeah. say we're more yeah, than brothers. We look similar. I, I feel like we were split. <laughs> more <Adams>. than brothers. <clears throat> we're like the same Adam at some point split. In, the, yeah. in the past. Yeah. There's too many similarities to be brothers. <laughs> and I'm not being cute either. What did we, what happened the other day that we were like, it was like, well, it happens a lot, but something the other day happened where it was like kind of frustrating. How was it? We were, is it, I mean, there's another day we were oh, wearing the same jacket. I saw, not to, um, you know, be a weird Instagram stalker, but you guys posted a clip of your shameful movie theater yes. acts and it was like the oh, same thing. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Have you guys <laughs> ever done that before? Wait, so I'm sorry. What is this? Matthew okay. okay. As, as weird so, as I am. So, okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> Christian asked me the other day, I think knowing what his answer was going to be, he was like, what's the weirdest thing you've ever done in a movie theater? 
<laughs> and which okay. could go a lot of ways. But I was like, dude, honestly, the weirdest thing I've ever done is maybe the word was weird. I don't remember what the word was, Christian. Do you what was the, the descriptive word that you used? Do you know? Sketchy, and then okay. I said, "Keep it PG," um, which I don't know if that needed to be said. But. Keep it PG. Yep. So that kind of yeah. redirected, um, <laughs> and and I was like, "Dude, honestly, this happened a few years ago. I uh, had this like like movie theater hack where I would go in, <laughs> get my ticket, and then as I was like kind of walking into the theater, I would just like kind of side eye the trash can to see if there was like a a popcorn bowl sitting on top <laughs> or somewhere near the top. Specifically, because I'm like free refills. <laughs> Pick it up, take it to the to the concession stand, and be like, "Hey, I need a refill." I did it like six times. I love how you started this <laughs> oh with, uh, you know, this this kind of just happened. Uh, <laughs> this happened to me. This I don't happened, know. This happened to me. I don't. I don't know how. Or but why. the weirdest. Yeah. But yeah. anyway, so I was saying. I was saying that, and Christian was like, "No way." <laughs> That's what, exactly what I was gonna say, and then we just hung up and haven't talked since. Yeah. <laughs> gotta, gotta end the pod on a high note. Yeah. Um, oh, is, have you guys ever amazing. done this? Have you ever thought about this? You ever contemplated this? Mm, I've thought, haven't acted. I've I okay. don't even know if I've ever I've had the thought. Yeah, I've I, I have a I have an answer. Sketchiest thing along these lines. Oh, oh hello yes. there. Great. Hello there. This, this <laughs> yes. was back when uh, Movie Pass existed. Long live oh. Movie Pass. Okay. And uh, oh, you're I, I had around, a Movie Pass. You? I had a had a Movie Pass subscription, but I realized Movie Pass was paying for my movie tickets, and I could use if I, as long as I went to Regal, I was racking up the Regal points, and yeah. it didn't really matter if I stayed to watch the movie. <laughs> I was still going to get the points and movie Pass was paying for it. And, you know, there were, there were a <laughs> hey. few times where, uh, uh, I went and I thought, yeah, this movie's not for me. I'm leaving, but I got the points diamond status Smart. still have it to this day. So there you diamond go. status. Okay. Wow. So as far as chains are concerned, are you a regal guy? I feel like maybe you but, have to be now with your diamond I, I have to be only because I have <laughs> it's all that sunk cost, you know, like yeah. oh I, I put so much into it and so I've got it and I've had one bad experience after another at Regals basically the last eight months. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm having realizations I, of why your movie like theater wrecks. You're like, no no, we should go here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why? <laughs> <laughs> not regal again i am an amc guy i'll tell you why really fast i have like the monthly thing like we're the a-list amc A-list. Yeah. and i also have like kind of experimented with the regal version of that yeah and regal charges if I, have you guys done this before the the subscription thing with not so yet R- regal up charges for like everything we've already talked about this on the podcast but uh <laughs> For a normal ticket, even with a subscription, the monthly payment, I still have to pay 53 cents in like a processing fee for every movie I go see. It's just like, that's insane. It's not, a, that's not, that's not cool. You know, just like <laughs> if I'm paying, just like charge me an extra dollar or so yeah, per month and just right. seriously. anyway, yeah. anyway, yeah. so that's, what that's time. us. Uh, love you guys. Love your podcast. I'm glad that we can yeah. do this together. Thank you, thank you. So, and you, um, Christian, awesome. I will say, guest before. 
Yes, that's true. I will say I have to apologize for <laughs> us never us never doing our Halloween thing. It was too great a feat. <laughs> It was, I, it was it was it was a tall order, but I'm sure you guys probably did it, and I I like didn't. Um, <clears throat> but I, I remember calling Mitchell one morning because he was like, "Can we do it now?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure." And then I woke up in Nashville with Christian, like we were out getting coffee, and I was like, "Oh shit, I'm supposed to record with these guys in like two this is, minutes." This is another one of those. This just happened. I woke up in Nashville. It happened. It happened to me. <laughs> I didn't ask for it. That's amazing. You know, this is life, you know? Anyway, uh, for those who don't know, basically we had this whole thing where we were going to watch like a certain amount of movies and then we're going to talk about them, blah, blah, blah. We had it all. It was all like your horror movie list. It was my horror movie list. And then I just, (laughs) I just bitched out. So uh, we'll do it this year at some point next October. Yeah. Anyway, uh, speaking of horror movies, we, we should talk about, did you guys watch the trailer for X, the new Ty West yes. movie? Yes, yes, I yes. Did. yes. I did see the trailer for that. I mean, that, is that just like so far up your alley? Um, I don't know yet. It's hard to say. <clears throat> I'm not a huge Ty West fan, um, but I definitely like a handful of his movies. Mm. I don't I, know I, yet. We'll see. What What else has he done? He did. Um, uh, is it Drag Me to Hell? He oh did. yeah, He's I like, like that. Definitely a like lot. a. Yeah, hold on. <laughs> the, let me, let me make... um, No, no, no. Sorry, House of the Devil, uh, Innkeepers. I don't know if you've seen that. Uh, VHS. Uh, no, but I keep UCS hearing I heard that about. the VHS series is better than you would think. It's, dude. I, I don't turn many scary movies off. Yeah. Mm. Um, and it wasn't like necessarily that it was that scary it was just like my same with you guys like my kids were kind of up and i was like and like they just like weren't really they're supposed to be asleep like it was like getting really late and they just like weren't like quite falling asleep and i was like dude there's no way i can have this like playing in the house when they're like stirring you know so i have i've never revisited it before but i need i need to watch uh yeah so i guess he only did like one segment of vhs but um yeah Anyway, House of the Devil is like the big like Ty West like coming out party okay. kind of. Um, so anyway, um, okay, where were we? Now we can like go back to where we're talking about really, licorice pizza. Yeah, really okay, get into I, licorice pizza. <clears throat> I, I I like how you guys format your show, so that's kind of why I wanted to talk about that. You guys have your own show and kind of go into yeah. all that, but let's let's kind of follow y'all's format, and uh, so I'll let you guys kind of lead, and we'll just jump in. Okay. I'm- I mean, Mitchell, how would you describe our format at this point? We're just talking about the movie. Uh, we have segments yeah. at the end. We have got oh, our just segments. segments at the end. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We but, just kind of ramble about, you know, uh, initial impression, but the segments at the end are just like favorite shot. Uh, what else we're watching lately? Just a couple little, got it. little things, but we can okay. kind of just gush so, about uh, it for now. When, whenever, uh, I'm like discussing a movie like this, like kind of in this format. I yeah. always go back to my uh, letterbox review. Cause I basically, I, I know we talked about that earlier, we, but we could start with that. <clears throat> yeah, sure. Um, my whole thing is like, I don't really like doing, sometimes I do just cause it happens, but usually on letterbox, it's like the point of it for me is like an instant reaction yes. to it. Mm, you yeah. know, like, 
I, the, the credits are rolling because I usually stay for the credits, unlike all of Matthew's friends. And um, <laughs> <clears throat> and as the credits are rolling, I'll like just put down like my immediate reaction to uh, yeah. the Ooh. film. So, and we should discuss kind of context too of how we watch the movie. But uh, here's what I wrote. Uh, just sitting here at 1 a.m. on a Tuesday morning in an empty theater, pumping my fist as the credits roll, <laughs> I could watch 80 hours of this uh, five stars. And then a little addendum. I said, on a writing note, nothing gets me more excited as a writer than watching a film that has uh, that is so committed to not bothering with shit it is, it's not interested in. Loose, mm -hmm. even illogical at times, but fucking perfect. So that, that, that was like my immediate reaction. I think... And that brings back some thoughts too, where I'm like, dude, I knew what kind of movie I was in store for when he's sitting in the, it looks like diner with his mom and his mom is like breaking it to him that he can't go to New York. Yes. For his I love audition. this moment. Yeah. Um, and you see the wheels turning in his head cause he's just met Alana, um, who's older and you just see the wheels turning and he's like not bummed because he obviously has like a scheme that's like brewing. And then it's just a hard cut to Alana. And what's, what's his character's name again? I, for, I forget. Gary, Gary, Gary Valentine, Gary Valentine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so his Alana supposed and, name. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Alana and Gary just sitting on a plane, yeah, just like jumping a thousand steps of them on their way to New a, York. A for, thousand for... boring steps though. You exactly. Know. Yeah, like the exactly. relief with the pace of like, thank God they didn't just, you know, draw out. The I mean, imagine another filmmaker that could have been the uh, entire movie is him scheming how to get on a plane. Right. You know what I mean? The whole Yeah. Yes. The whole movie would be that. And then the trip to New York and we're spared. Yeah. And, exactly. and, and the new love interest on the plane being a major plot point. And I was like, please, no. Right. And then it wasn't. Yes. Yes. Yeah. This is a movie. Dude, you know what? This is such a weird comparison, but like, I don't know if you guys saw uh, Titan. Did you guys see that? We did. Yes. <laughs> okay. We saw it together. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, we we can maybe uh, dish on that a little bit later, but uh, I love that movie for the record. But what I loved about it a, a lot, like a lot of what I loved about it was just how like it was just so propulsive, you know, just like mm -hmm. everything sure, was yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. go, go like, like kind of like leaving its own, like leaving itself in its own wake and not yeah. really caring to like pick up the pieces, you know? Yeah. And I feel that way about licorice pizza too, where it's like, it is episodic in nature. Like there are these kind of like chapters that are happening, but in a lot of ways, it's just kind of like carrying on without much care mm -hmm. or interest for like, what's yeah. really like right. come before. Right. And I really in enjoyed the kind of like recklessness of that, you know? Yeah. I heard somebody say that time is such a, a strange thing in licorice pizza that they have no mm -hmm. concept of how, right. over how long this movie takes place. It could be a month or 18 months. And I, and you feel that when you're watching it and, and I think in other movies it might bother. And I think it probably does bother a lot of people if they're uh, coming at licorice pizza and just kind of, lost in that but i i love that aspect of it it's so it feels so purposeful um to create just this it's a sense and it's a it's a vibe in a lot of ways uh yeah but he is also just so not interested in the in the in the fat in between yeah yeah christian you saw it most recently yeah yeah tell us i want to hear your thoughts um dude i think the thing that i loved everything about it i think 
even down to like, I really, in a lot of, you know, sort of strange ways related to Gary, you know, aside from the fact that he's a young redhead who like loves older women, you know, like that was me growing up. dude. <laughs> that was my, like, I always felt older than it was. I always wanted to be more mature than I, than I actually was or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I loved that PTA didn't keep him super earnest, you yeah. know, mm. like he was a little bit of a schemer in his own right. You know, like it, it was both of them. And I think that's always PTA's like sort of, uh, the way that characters work. They're like schemers. They meet and then they're off on their own universe yeah. that, you know, ultimately culminates to like a moment where they come together in some way, you know, where their differences and where they kind of split up are, are actually the thing that, that kind of bring them together in some way, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, but when I was watching it, I was pissed because I wanted Gary to be this like, just like hopeless romantic, but he wasn't, he's not, he's like no. a little bit of a womanizer. Dude, even, yeah, that like, moment where, of, where he's, where Alana meets someone that works at one of the restaurants that he does PR for or whatever. And she's talking <laughs> yeah. about like, uh, giving him a hand job or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, and then you just kind of see like immediately that it's like, oh, he's, He's like every other kid, but also not like every other kid, you know? But I, I think you're right. Kind of bursting right. that bubble of him being like, a, um, you know, like this being like his first kind of like foray into like some kind yeah. of, I don't know, post-adolescent behavior or something. It's like he's as greasy he's as his clearly hair. been there before. He's as greasy as his hair. <laughs> Which they kept in, yeah. and I appreciate it. Like, yeah. he looks 15, let's talk, let's talk about Let's talk about uh, Cooper, right? Cooper Hoffman. That's his, that's his yeah. name. Hmm. Uh, Dude, that if I had to, I know this is probably like one of your ending questions of like, whatever favorite shot or whatever, but that was my absolute favorite moment in the movie where he comes over for dinner and he just botches the fucking prayer or whatever, and then he she runs out <laughs> outside Dude. and she just goes, "What does your penis look like?" <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like, what? The fuck? Jewish. <laughs> He's like, you're Jewish, right? <laughs> Dude, the, I, I cannot wait her, for the her meme templates to come out. Because once this gets oh, on yeah. streaming, yes. then we can start screenshotting and having the meme templates ready. Because that's, that's, that's true. That's locked and loaded. <laughs> <laughs> do you have any? Do you have any put away, Mitchell? That you're waiting to? Um... I, I, I'm cooking with some. Yeah. I, I okay. just like oh, I, I'm in a theater. I can't get these shots specifically. It's That's true. Crazy. We won't spoil it. We won't spoil it now. Yeah. <laughs> I um, am a politician. <laughs> uh, okay, so, so <laughs> um, Christian and I, you know, are like always trying to make movies, and a lot of like the, you know, we're we're like in the middle of um, kind of the process now, where it's like what kind of A-list actor can you find that's going to like pump money into this movie so that people will watch it. Obviously PTA yeah. is like far, far past that stage. Uh, but it's like kind of insane for him to, to bring on like two people who, to my knowledge, I don't know if has Cooper ever been in anything before. Debut. I know no. Alana never has. Um, let's talk about those performances. what do you guys think? It was, I mean, especially the contrast with his other movies, which are always the, top the cream of the crop stars right 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 like right having two 
debut performances. It was it was pretty cool, and I don't know. It felt so like returning to a first love for PTA. There's like a lightness yeah. to the movie. Yeah. There's a lightness to the performances, but I loved them both. Yeah. Like, and it was just it was, and you know the the backstory is kind of endearing. Of like, oh man, it, when you get a glimpse of Dustin Hoffman. In his son, like, oh, that kind of feels Philip like Philip Seymour. Philip Seymour Hoffman. <laughs> Thank you. I, I'm on a movie <laughs> podcast. Uh, <laughs> like, seeing Philip Seymour Hoffman and his kid and realizing the mm-hmm. relationship him and PTA have, and like, there's all this stuff yeah. kind of. And then, too, with Alana, uh, I, I saw an interview that apparently her mom was PTA's art teacher when he was like eight. And, and she had like wow. a major influence on him. And like Whoa. years later, remembered her, and that's why how he like <clears throat> met her band, and and why he got started making videos for them. So there's like there's just so much that's love. Crazy. Her mom, her mom is in the movie, actually. The, the, oh the yeah, whole that, that's her family. family. That's actually yeah, like family. the whole Heim family. Wow. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's why the chemistry. Wow. So good. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's insane. But yeah, yeah, for me, I thought she kind of stole the show for me in terms of like oh, whose movie incredible. it was. You know, I went in yeah. thinking it was Gary's, and then it pretty quickly became Alana's movie to me. I think that's true. Yeah, I wonder, and I know that's probably the, you know, sort of calling card of like a great director. You know, who said? So I think it was Miles J was on our show at one point. And he was doing that Squarespace ad with John Malkovich. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Do you remember this, Jared? Where he came up to him and he said, uh, Miles, there, I mean, uh, yeah, Miles, there are no bad actors. There are only bad directors. Mm. Yes. <laughs> like, think about John Malkovich saying this to you, <laughs> to your face, like, uh, like right before you're about uh, to fucking Am I doing something wrong? Something I'm perfect. I mean, I, yeah. I definitely don't think that's true, but that's an interesting it's an interesting take, but I think there's no mistake. Like there's no acting in uh, Lana's performance. You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. there, it was. It didn't feel like a first thing. I think if you really, if you, maybe on a second watch or something, I would see sort of like, you know, whatever. But I, I when I just watched it straight through, it, it there wasn't any sort of highs and lows or like any sort of like getting into a scene right. or something. It just yeah. felt felt like she had been doing it for years. Yeah, it's yeah. true. He helps them out. Yeah, I was going to say, one of my takeaways is how great a showcase this is of a director directing actors. And not to take away from their performances, because I think they're doing something really great. But it's it's so amazing the, the way he places the camera to capture what he needs out of Alana's face. And I think... I think it's as much her performance and the way he's directing and as it is where he's putting a camera and how yeah. he's blocking scenes Some to of give tricks. what he needs. Yeah. And, and I mean, he, he's done an incredible job preparing them and training them and getting them to the place where they can do this. I, I think they're incredible. Um, but it is everything working together uh, that, that, and, and there's this like, such a, a lack of vanity in both of the performances that I found yeah. so refreshing. You know, it's Alana doesn't have, it's the only makeup she wears is whatever she put on that morning thinking that the character would wear. For they the casting call, up. Right. which yeah, s- yeah. Like oh. quietly steals the movie. Oh my Dude, gosh. Just, I'm just going to do this for a while. <laughs> Dude, that is... 
the I, I was texting my friend Parrish about that. I just like had the flash of that that scene, and I just started giggling to myself. I was watching. I was like, "This is my favorite movie. This is my favorite movie." Just a face that big. And also, me and Matthew are huge Frasier fans, and and that actress uh, is a recurring Frasier character. So she's an agent. She's an agent on Frasier. Yeah. She's yeah, Frasier's talent totally. agent. BB. She was also in, in Phantom Thread. And she's, and she's the drunk lady in Phantom Thread. She's amazing. Yeah. yeah. She stole the movie. <laughs> Dude, that was so funny. I, I, I just feel like, you know, <laughs> thinking about that scene, it was such a funny movie, first of all. I laughed yeah. so hard. And yes. I just think in general – Everything that we've kind of talked about is really circling around one thing, which is I just feel like there's so much love in this movie. Yeah. Whether it's yeah. for like Los Angeles, that time period, music, these characters, this time period in his own life. Like yeah. there's just it's just like kind of enveloped in like this warm kind of like hug, you know, it just feels like where Phantom Thread, I feel like actually it was it felt like more that and like a grown up adult way of like, this is kind of really like kind of like what marriage is like, you know, like you just kind of want to be taken, taken care of and like uh, connect on that level. It feels like this was like his adolescence, you know, and that you yeah, could just right. feel that like every frame was just like meant something to him and like a very, there's warm such way. a joy to the filmmaking here. Yeah. 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 Like, and the music. You could just – yeah, oh, yeah, the soundtrack. Which, joy and PTA are not what I – I don't associate no. those too closely. So it No, was, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was very refreshing, you know. Not what I expected, but refreshing. Yeah. Yes. There's there's one interesting thing. Maybe you guys have a, a take on this. I was talking to my friend Abraham. He's the director the other day. And we were kind of going over like – um, you know, if you look at like a – a director's like body of work, like anybody who's been able to make like five, 10 movies or something, there is always like a central, like there, it, it's almost like the same director making the same movie yeah. in different ways. You know what I mean? And I feel like, uh, if you look at PTA's work as a whole, it's always about like greatness or like these characters who are just trying to be like, yeah, like, great in some way you know mm. where, like for like steve mcqueen or something it's like everything is about pain or something you know or yeah. like uh yeah christopher nolan is more about like time or like you know yeah. something you know like there's there's these like sort of like they're making the same movie over and over again we wonder yeah, why with 20 something men <laughs> consider these canon <laughs> well yeah i mean yeah, and it, exactly and the, the the other part of the pta thing is it's always this kind of central uh, you know driven hyper ambitious male centered his movies mm. and it's interesting to me to think about his last few um i'm thinking about the master and this and phantom thread and how he really brings female characters closer to the center of each of these mm. and how yeah. there is and what those relationships do to those men and like we've already said licorice That's pizza so ends interesting. up yeah becoming more the Alana movie than the Gary, but Gary is like, uh, you know, the younger version of what his dad is playing in the master, right? The, the scheming that yeah. this and that he's Daniel playing and, you just like tweaked a couple degrees. Yeah. That way. Well, even thinking about like, 
kind of it, to that point, Matthew, I'm like, it's like really like the effect these women have on these men and how like, yes. in all honesty, they become submissive to these women. You know, like yes. you think about Phantom Thread, it's like oh. uh, he like lives his life with like power, you know, and like intimidation. And in then control. by the end of the, in control, right. And then by the end of the movie, he's like, he's just a puddle, you know? Yeah. Kiss me, and she's like in full control. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the same, same here. I mean, I think maybe like it, it doesn't begin with, with uh, Gary in full control by any means, but he yeah. has kind of a way that he operates uh, within his own life. And you kind of see that like, butt up against like the reality of him trying to relate to someone on like a, 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 a deeper level. There. And it's just like, Jared. not, Oh, can you not hear me? Oh, I got you. Maybe it might okay. be my internet. I don't know. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but, totally. Uh, sorry, let me back up and make sure that we didn't lose that. But, um, and then like in licorice pizza, it's, it's, you know, he's not, you know, doesn't control his surroundings, but it is like, uh, him having to kind of change in order for this relationship to, to work on any level, you know? Yes. Um, and yeah, it's an interesting thing. I mean, you think about there will be blood and like, I don't even think, is there a woman present in that film? There's hardly a, I, I, I don't think there, there is. It's a, like in the, the church the, or, you know, right. Yeah. Right, in right. the church, the farmer's wife, uh, Eli's mother, but I, I think there's hardly a woman who speaks in that. Movie. It kind of feels like this is what a world without women looks like. <laughs> you know yes. what I mean? <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, and then, and then, yeah, and, I think in, in the from that, movies, it feels and, like we're kind of, and especially uh, this yeah, one, there's like, it feels like there's like an appreciation, these, these, I guess, for, and the master, for but, women. Yeah. 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 That's an interesting, that's an interesting through line that I hadn't really thought about, but, uh, Matthew, I'm curious your letterbox. I don't, I haven't read. I don't remember what you wrote about it when you first saw it. Like, okay, actually, I have a yeah. couple letterbox questions for you guys. Um, okay. One, so Jared, you said it's kind of just a gut reaction, trying to write it before the credits like wrap up. And, yeah. Um, Christian, you're more just like seeing what what people are watching, or do you do you log reviews? How do you use the app? I definitely think I'm using it wrong to a degree. But I, I use it for some, <laughs> I use it to like not forget about movies I want to see, you know, like I, mm. I think yeah. I definitely spend some time sort of like going through and being like when I catalog movies that I've been watching or something and I just to remember them. So I don't watch them like, so I don't forget about what I thought about them. But, um, Right. I don't know. I think scoring movies is really kind of like uh, I don't know. It's it's hard to to get my head around like feeling like a critic in some way cuz Yeah, I get that. And I think that's true. I mean, that's a conversation that Christian and I have had at length where it's like, you know, you 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 like uh flip through like Netflix or Apple TV or whatever and you just see like thumbnail after thumbnail of like a movie that took someone like four years to make. Yeah. And you're like, mm, uh, <laughs> one, one you know star. I mean? Yeah. One star moving on. So <laughs> I, I, I definitely, I, I hear you on that Christian, like undervaluing like a film is, yeah, that's kind of, that, at least for me, that's not the point. I think for me, it's like um, one kind of tracking everything that I've seen. That's helpful. I think that's probably the biggest thing. And yeah, then yeah. I've just, I've just become more and more interested in like, um, 
Cause my opinion changes too, you know, like I, 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 I'm just very interested in like when I saw this movie, this is how I felt. Um, yeah, nice. and trying to like capture that, you know, and it's not always the same. Sometimes it changes a lot. Um, but, uh, I like capturing that. It's like a, it's like a yeah. time capsule almost, you know, this season of good is sponsored by good treatments. Good Treatments is a highly curated shop of pre-made treatment designs for commercials, music videos, features, and branded content. We've all spent sleepless nights writing our treatments, only to have to start from scratch on the design. With Good Treatments, you have the look of a custom design without the cost or time. With drag and drop tools, you simply replace your images, copy and paste your text, and you're good to go. For our good listeners, we're giving away a coupon code for 20% off your next purchase. Simply use code GOOD20 at checkout. See all the treatment designs at goodtreatments.space. Yeah, because I yeah. kind of go back and forth. Matthew writes really thoughtful reviews and like thinking critically about it. And I basically just write memes for it. Oh, sorry, go ahead. To each well, I was just going to say, for, for me, the, the thoughtful reviews is more like, I need to vomit out the things that were swirling around in my mind as I was watching the movie, or yeah. I will never remember that as part of the experience. Sure. And, and so it becomes the space and, and it, they might be, you know, longer sometimes and depending on the movie of what it is drawing out of me. Um, but by no means, that's not how I, those are not how I would even write a review of anything. It's just, okay, here are the big bullet points, paragraphs on a couple of thoughts, disconnected or not, um, about what I thought about the movie. And I like to go back and like, we're talking about licorice pizza and this was something that hasn't come up in this conversation. Um, but I'm looking at my review of it and it's, and it, and it is something that we kind of circled on a little bit. Um, but it's the episodic, I wrote, uh, I'll just share. I wrote about the episodes, the episodic nature and how he PTA often pushes these things to the point where they feel like something is going to go dis- disastrously wrong. He's like yep. building the tension, building the tension. And then there never is any real consequences for the characters. That's um, so true. Yeah. Yes. Especially and, and, Bradley and, Cooper. <laughs> Uh, yes, and that obviously <laughs> that incredible sequence with Bradley Cooper and them and Alana driving that truck in the dark uh, downhill. Yeah. I mean, it's like the narrative just kind of like drifts and wanders like sideways, where it's like, you know, yeah. he gets he gets uh, think about how dramatic it was when he's selling these waterbeds, gets like yeah. Uh, like wrestled to the floor by cops and taken, <laughs> and taken uh, to the police station and then just like leaves. And, then, <laughs> yeah. and like and we've made this point, but it's like that a, a different movie. That would be the whole movie is yeah, a kid right. gets wrongfully arrested for murder. Uh, and, and that's, you know, it's like, he's pushing you to the point of almost disaster. And no, no, that's not, that's not what this is. And it's the, yeah. the Bradley Cooper sequence driving the car down the hill. And then you're like relief. There's like this moment of relief where they're like goofing off with the gas cans, filling the truck yeah. up and Alana sitting on the curb. And then you see Bradley Cooper walking the streets in the background. <laughs> you're like, like this guy's oh, no, still this is, in yeah, this, this universe. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Haunting this is it. where it's going to go bad. And it's like, no, he just picks up some other girls and goes away. Like right. it's it, insane. It's this, 
it's crazy. It's beautiful. And it's, and it is constantly upending what I'm expecting from a movie. <laughs> Christian, how would you, as, as like a filmmaker, how would, cause I'm trying to wrap, wrap my brain around like, how would I ever give myself permission in the writing process to just be like, this will work. <laughs> you know, how do you arrive at like moments like that? Like, I, I mean, I'm not asking you for an answer necessarily, but like, how do you I think mean, I, like, I, think as, I know. yeah, go ahead. I would say make 10 movies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. and not being facetious or anything, but I think like, and not like, okay, it would be different if like he made five movies that like were super maybe acclaimed, but nobody saw and he's like still trying to prove himself. But like the dude made fucking Boogie, Boogie Nights at fucking what, 27 years old? Like the dude's <laughs> been acclaimed for his entire life. Like yeah. I think not that he's bored, but I think he's like at a such, such a mastery level that he, I think he understands something really mysterious about the, the filmmaking process, mm. you know, yeah. like, yeah. and I don't know what that is. Otherwise I would, I would fucking do it. And I would just, like, <laughs> I don't know, but I think there's, there's something and you can hear it in interviews when you listen to him about his writing process or whatever. Like, yeah, there is a, a real sort of like, he's trying to, um, not write a movie. You know, mm, yeah. like he's trying to just make something that just kind of comes out. And I think that's why it feels like there's no time in the movie. Like there's no like, yeah, you know, where a studio would go like, oh, we need to know like what season, like what, the thing, like what has changed? Like how much time is taking place? Like people want to know that the audience is going to need to be oriented. And he's like, fuck it. Uh, who cares, <laughs> man? You know? Yeah. Like who cares? Like it just seems just easy to him, doesn't it? I don't know if it is. It feels effortless. I mean, yeah, yeah. That's that to me is this is the true sort of like mastery level. Like when you see something that is so hard, feels so easy, or someone makes it feel so easy. Yeah, yeah. That's like you're a master. You know. Yeah, it's funny because he's so it young. Does feel like dude. there are those he's movies so that are like they're good movies, but they they feel like they've been labored and pained over to get there. It's like almost yeah. kind of painful to watch, even though they're good. But his feel just, oh, I'm taking. Yeah, I mean, you think about. I think the obvious one would be like. Uh, oh, I say obvious now. I forget what's what's the um, one with Leo where he's in in the snow. Oh, the Revenant. Yeah, the Revenant. Right. Right. It's like yeah. the ob the obvious one of like <laughs> it was hard to make this movie, and a full respect, man. It looked very difficult. Yeah. Um, but it's like there is this is like this quietness. To like nobody really even knew that PTA was shooting, really, you know, and it's just kind of oh, yeah. like he's he he lines up this like stacked cast, and like people kind of come and go. Even within the film itself, it's like Sean Penn's yeah. there and then he's gone, and it just kind of feels like everything is just kind of like uh, flowing, like like very easily and calmly, you know. And I feel like I don't know what the process was like. Of course, you're making a movie, so I'm sure it's difficult and stressful in some ways. But you watch it, and I feel like there is some kind of like innate like effect that that has on the viewing experience. Just like his calmness, right. and his his like kind of masterful nature. It leaks out. Yeah, I really think it does. I really think it yeah. does because movies well, are so hard, and he just makes it look easy. 
one of the things that I kind of track, depending on the movie, is the sense of control a director has over the audience. So, like David Fincher, I feel like he is just pulling me through his movies, right? Like he's grabbing me by the nose and leading me through, like Zodiac. Yeah, yeah. And and I that's yeah, a great movie. I love it. Like I love you, it, and he gets away with it, right? Um, and PTA with this film, my feeling was similar, but it was instead of grabbing me by the nose and leading me through, it was like holding my hand and we're just like kind of lazily going through this thing. But the guy is still in perfect control Complete the entire control. time. Yeah. Yeah. And part of the structure fits so well, like the kind of episodic, but not really like consequences kind of drift in and out. Is like yeah, yeah, that's that's what youth feels like, and like yeah, well, I, I, I know yeah. I know the motif of like running. We'll probably get to just how much that's happening here and how much that was my right. review. It's like I just want to run around thing. Like I want to run to a Walgreens with my friend and get some snacks. And, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it, it was it like that's how the movie felt. Like we're just gonna have this burst of energy and go here and kind of like slow it down. Oh, we're now we're off to this next adventure. And it, it, yeah, like, yeah. like the the shooting and narrative structure fits so well with some of the themes I feel like he's going for. It's it's even hard to talk about, honestly. Like, kind of trying to sit and talk about this movie because I just don't want to even think about it. I just kind of right. want to like be in it, like let it kind of just like be. You know what I mean? Right. It's it's hard to it's hard to sit and even like want to analyze. It's just kind of. I just like being in that world so much that like I don't really want to break this apart. I don't yeah, like yeah. want to know all the intricacies. I just kind of want to like be in it, you know. Yeah. Even dude, even when Sean Penn shows up, which is a brilliant performance, <laughs> like and they go to that restaurant and that guy is, brings everybody outside and he does the fucking jump and Lana like gets thrown off the uh, <laughs> you know the motorcycle. At that point, I was like, what? the fuck is going on <laughs> you know but it's still within the movie like it's it didn't feel like it was out of out of place or anything no. it was like i just don't know how i don't know how it it boggles my mind and who's the I character that was like hyping him up who was that guy i know he's like famous, oh it's tom but... tom waits <laughs> yes that guy just <laughs> this guy arrives in a cloud of smoke like it's like this is now my movie for the next ten minutes. Right. I think I think if we're talking about like technique, I think what's interesting is like I think every movie kind of does this, right? Like you're kind of establishing like the rules of this world like very early on. Yeah. And that's that's where I think like that moment that we talked about earlier where um he can't go to New York for this audition. And then we we hard cut to Alana and and Gary yeah. on the plane together. It's like now you know what kind of world you're in and what the rules are right. narratively and kind of how you're going to get yanked around, or like, uh, you know what I mean. So I feel like yeah. that's that's like what feels really important. He's, he's teaching like you how to experience and watch it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. And I so think, then he can get away with increasingly yeah. crazy sequences. Increasingly crazy. Yeah, yeah. Because it is mostly illogical. I'm sure a lot of that has to – it's not though, but it is. I'm sure a lot of that has to do with kind of like – not to overthink it, but like that is what being that age feels like. Like where yeah. it's like, yeah. okay, let's go, to, let's go to Mitchell's house 
And then we're going to go, like you said, we're going to like go walk to a Walgreens to get Sour Patch Kids. And then specifically, uh, <laughs> and then, and then, and then we're going to like run out of gas on the way. And you know what I mean? That's what that yeah. movie felt yeah. like to me. Like with this kind of meandering experience. And it's like, it's that same thing too, where it's like, you just don't really want like, you know, you go to a sleepover with like your, your buddies. And it's like, I don't want this night to like end. Right. That's how that movie right. felt, dude. You know, where yes. it was like, yeah. I don't want to wake up from this, you know, I, that's, oh my God. I, I was like, I, I just want to keep watching this. I wish this really was something that I could experience for like, I could come back yeah. every day and watch the next thing. Right. And my, my experience of it was probably heightened because I drove an hour and a half by myself to see it. And, <laughs> and I'm like, I had a day that was my day. <laughs> and I'm like, yes. dude, I literally can do anything. I got bow for lunch. <laughs> I got a yes. cherry icy and popcorn for myself, not sharing yes. it. Yes. Oh my God. I got an ice Americano after the movie. I was like, dude, <laughs> I'm Reading living. Yourself. I am living <laughs> the days of my youth. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, that's good. It was. Uh, last thing I was going to say on the whole like running, it was like, yeah, like I have this sense of, oh, I want to be young again, have this, and then, but it's specifically being young and wishing you were old and like life happening yeah. to you. Isn't because, that the thing? Yeah. Yeah, because it's like, I'm going to run around with my friends, but also I'm going to like pretend like I know how to smoke a cigarette. Like this movie definitely yeah. made me want to start smoking cigarettes. Like <laughs> while running, and it's yeah. like that combination of things. You're, you're gonna throw up if you smoke that. <laughs> <laughs> Do a little line. Um, okay, that I was, did that just to speak on that scene real quick. Like, and it felt very purposeful, but it was like the only time that they were like in that house to get almost like a married couple in a way. It was like mm. at the same time, like Gary's kind of break up with her, you know. Yes. Like it was such a perfect right. like when everything else felt like uh I don't know. It was like just the emptiness of the house gave it like this feeling of like Dude, if this was true. There's this is kids what it playing be. like adults. Yeah, they're playing house. Yeah. yeah. I, even I though loved, she is I loved, an adult. <laughs> even though she is an adult, exactly. I love the moment the, the kind of that period of time in the film too where she starts referring to herself as Gary's business partner. <laughs> and he's like nah it's so funny because it's like and, and not just to like him but like to her friends and peers where it's like kind of embarrassing but like it's almost like she's looking for a way to call him her boyfriend without saying it you know yes. what I mean like how can I connect to him in some way that feels like official but not like embarrassing you know but I think it's like more embarrassing than maybe she even it's realizes it's way more embarrassing because <laughs> <laughs> they're just selling Friggin' waterbed. Do the shot of, of their like fingers <laughs> touching on the waterbed. I know we're gonna get to like favorite shot, but right. damn, that moment is a good one. You know? Gosh, I'm like, how is he lighting this bed like this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dude, I saw an amazing uh I think it was on the Licorice Pizza Twitter account. They posted this photo and it's of them in Barbara Streisand, Streisand. Streisand, Streisand, Streisand's <laughs> bedroom uh, with that when they're installing the waterbed, and it just I like made shot. my heart like happy because yeah. it's like this behind the scenes uh, photo, and it's it's uh, Gary and Alana just like leaning up. I guess Cooper and Alana just leaning up against the bed, and I look in the corner of this photo, 
and there's like the legs of like a a big like metal C stand or or combo stand or something. And then I realized that it's holding up a big black drape. And this is not a bedroom in some house. This is like <laughs> some studio with like carpet on the floor and right. a big black yeah. drape. Right. That's like a that's like a, a a false like a fake wall. And I'm like, "Oh my god." <laughs> they didn't like just let water like ro- like you know run in some house on the but floor. But you believed it was happening. But you believed yeah. it. It's he oh, just yeah. does what we do. That's what I thought, dude. It was just like, Wait a minute. like he has to follow the same rules, but again, he just makes it look so effortless and you just believe it, you know? Yeah. Uh, I don't know, dude. That like really affected me where I was like, you're like, this must be the, the house thing. that they're talking outside of right beforehand. It's got to be the same thing. Right. Yeah, exactly. 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 Which yeah. is just movie, movie magic 101, but still it's totally. like, he's got to follow the same rules in a lot of ways. You know, he can't just like, he's not just going to like, you know, pour water from a hose in this like fancy house. Right. I don't know. It's just like, kind of brought it home that like (laughs) no excuses. Yeah. He's just, he's got to do the same thing that we're all doing. It's just, yeah. Anyway. Um, Okay. So I do give us a refresher on your, uh, on your kind of ending questions here so we can prep a little bit. Okay. So, we do favorite shot. Time. We do yeah. as much as it pains Christian letterbox review and rating. Um, <laughs> which last pot he said there are no five star movies, and uh, and he, yeah, I do ice skating. I do ice skating rules. Uh, <laughs> or figure skating rules. Yeah, that makes sense. And then uh, we do. Un- Although I do do oh, five star movies, I'm not saying I I don't do five star movies, but mm. very few and far between. Right. Yeah, same. Same. Um, meanwhile, I think three of us gave Liquor's Pizza five stars. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I would not do, give it a five star. I'll just say that. Yeah. And then we do Unsung Hero, which is like, you know, character that might not even be on the IMDb list that just stole the show Ooh. or a or well, moment that either. stole the show. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That one's that, that one's very easy with this movie. Um, no, I've got a good one. I've got a I've got a deep cut. Okay. And, and then the last one is just what other movies have we been watching lately and want to recommend to people? Love it. Okay. So, I think you, know, uh, you want to go one at a time, like like Christmas morning, like we're opening one present at a time. <laughs> yeah. We'll do one segment. We'll each do a little round robin action. I love that. Okay. okay so what's first? Favorite shot. And Matthew, I think Matthew could kick us off with this so you guys can think about it more. Okay. Okay. All right. Oh, I – Oh gosh, Mitchell, what's your favorite shot? See, oh that was gosh. Me kicking it off. Okay, well, despite the throwaway nature of it, I don't know why that cigarette curbside. There's two cigarette scenes that steal it for me, which is when yeah. they're at the baseball field and they're in the dugout, um, and just like if I could bottle that vibe and like carry it around with me whenever I'm at a social event, um, I would. And then the other one is curbside cigarette and it like cuts to her sister smoking and she's like blacked out silhouette with this like red cement glowing behind her mm. like those are the two that are when I think about the movie because the movie's kind of just this collage of, of yeah. uh, moments versus like wow this one like you know walking Phoenix on a boat master right. perfect shot moment right. you know Uh, yeah, I'll share mine. It's the, 
I don't know if it's one particular shot, but it's after Gary is arrested and then Alana's outside the police station like, come on, leave, let's go. And they run towards each other yeah. in the middle of the road or whatever, and then they run off together. And, you know, he kind of giving her this sideways look with this smile on his face and she's mm-hmm. just joyously running. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's so it's a it's a shot that is you know, played with throughout the movie and obviously at the end. Um, but I just, and, and, and I'm even like as Alana is running to follow the police car to the police station. Um, I was telling Mitchell this and I don't mean to totally dump all over this movie, but again, I saw American underdog, the Kurt Warner story. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, there is a classic sports movie training montage where Kurt, Kurt Warner is running along cornfields in Iowa and I'm like, why does this look so bad and so boring? So interesting. Yeah. But PTA filming Alana Haim running through the valley is like the most beautiful thing I saw in a movie this year. And, you know, we could talk plenty about the difference and the differences are obvious. But, um, you know, it's, it, was a, it was a reminder to me of uh, – there's so much there's so much craft into even simple things like that and yeah. um and he he makes it look so beautiful well and we yeah. heard on another podcast that apparently PTA is really into women running <laughs> interesting <laughs> like that's interesting. his Quentin Tarantino feet moment so yeah <laughs> he knows how to shoot it well yeah yeah he does uh okay I'll go um mine I remember kind of like a, a little like visual moment that took my, my breath away was, I don't remember if it was when it was a mm. mattress store or if it was the pinball. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you call this store arcade, pinball arcade pinball um, palace palace. Yeah. Uh, and maybe it was both, but I remember sitting there watching this kind of scene unfold. I think it was between Gary and Alana and there's this massive, I don't even know what kind of light you call this, but the kind that like sends like big like beams. Oh yeah, up into the sky. It's, it was like a lighthouse the way it was rotating. Yeah. yeah, like during you know like during like a red carpet kind of premiere or something. They are they always have these huge like lights, right? Mm-hmm. That are like in the middle of the street and they're just kind of like um, kind of drifting back and forth. Um, and this is where I'm so interested, like in PTA, kind of like wandering, kind of on his own as his own DP. Cause like technically it's like, you wouldn't want to do this, you know, but like <laughs> they're in the middle of this conversation and just like this blinding white light. Yeah. Just like borderline, like destroys the image, you know, but there's something about <laughs> it. That's just so, uh, one, I think, I think, I don't I don't understand how he makes everything just look so lived in yeah. and natural. Yeah. But there's just something about like that decision that makes that moment feel one, it's like someone probably just dropped off this fucking light in front of the store because Gary paid them to do it. They they weren't he <laughs> nobody was like calibrating it to make sure it didn't like blow out the inside of this of this uh, pinball palace, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. <laughs> and and I mean, on that level and so many other ones, it's just like one, it just like is so unexpectedly beautiful. 
Yeah. And just like lights up this room and, and their faces in this kind of like uh, otherworldly way. Dream-like. And it just feels, Surreal. it's so dreamlike. Yeah, exactly. And it also just feels so like, duh, of course you would do that. You know what I mean? That's yeah. how everything yeah. feels with yeah. PTA where it's just like, it seems like once it's a decision that's been made and it works as like a filmmaker, you look at it and you're like, yeah, of course you would choose to do that. But like right. the way much- that he just kind of makes it work and it's so effortless, it's just like, yeah, it's amazing. Like the movie. Yeah, he makes it feel like added to the scene. He makes it like, feel like that. It, that's the only way to shoot that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It made yeah. it so much more I dynamic, think, you know? Yeah. 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 I think my favorite shot, um, it's hard because it, it is more like performance, but um, whenever they're sort of like running at each other, about to like give each other a hug, and it's like – so unlike PTA to have, I mean, it was also like punch drunk love to a T and I almost think he knew that. So like maybe it was a performance like in the moment they just fell or maybe it was planned, but they're like running for each other and they just, oh, yeah. and he just like slips. <laughs> and when they, when and they, they meet bite. at the movie kiosk. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's probably my favorite shot. Cause I was, it was just like so perfect in comedy. And, and I also think that PT is like a huge comedy fan. You know, I think in a lot of ways, that's kind of why he used Sandler back in the day. Cause he was like a huge fan of Adam Sandler movies, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but he's just too serious. I don't even know if he's serious. I think he's just got his own thing that he can't go full on comedy. You know, it's like this weird yeah. comedy universe that he builds. Yeah, this like movie was his are funniest. Kind of dorky, you know. Do you guys think this is his funniest? Yeah, I would say yeah. so. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. I I was laughing all the time. Me too. Can we just yeah. mention one thing that, like, I I God, this is gonna make me sound weird, but I was laughing so hard whenever <laughs> Gary's mom. Was talking to that restaurant owner, and he had his wife oh my from God. China. Okay, are we going to go this whole podcast? Be without this? <laughs> well, I, I feel like, like this. Why is and he the doing age gap this? Is like the, the discourse around this movie that people are upset it's about. True, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> what were you guys I'm just talking about? about the discourse? No, okay. Can I can I tell I you because I laughed we're too, all, Christian? We're all, can we can we talk about this? Silence. <laughs> no, I I don't care. I'm just gonna. Uh, so, so this was like my experience watching this movie was uh, I, the first scene, and he like the restaurant owner takes a breath and is about to like talk to his Japanese right. wife, and and there is. It's it's almost like playing with your expectation of what's about to happen, and I was like, oh, it's kind of funny. I thought he was going to speak Japanese to her, and I was like, oh, right. it's funny because he's playing him kind of like a doofus restaurant owner. Oh, but he knows Japanese. That's kind of funny. And then it wasn't. And I'm like, oh no, why am I laughing? Because you're a monster. <laughs> I just don't know how I he am. Pulled, like, I don't know in this in a world in which, uh, and not that I want. PTA to get canceled or anything. I think he's uh, uncancelable in some ways. But in a world that we're like getting upset at like Dave Chappelle and mm. like, you know, people who are like actually making like real bits, this felt like it was like 
Why did he do that? Right. I was so confused. It's kind of like, like if you take like, the racial, if you take like the real like implications of it, it is funny to think about him giggling at this idea. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> right, right. As he's writing this, like, I can just imagine he's him like, like giggling, like right. thinking about how funny it's going to be. Yeah. It, it feels too specific for me for it not to have been based at least in some story that he heard of yeah. some – and like the restaurant's sure. real. The re- real restaurant owner was like kind of not a good guy who had multiple Japanese wives. Interesting. Um, and, and so like you can imagine him hearing this story and just thinking, yeah, I'm going to put that in. <laughs> That'll be funny. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Well, it, it, but uh, it's like – go ahead. I was just saying, it's like he's clearly, you know, the butt of the joke. You know? Oh, yeah. Like, this guy's an idiot. <laughs> and yeah. It's also a period piece. Like, I guess, like, there's multiple sort of, like, I don't know. Like, it, it, it's, it's, set, it's set in a time where, like, there definitely was not sensitivity to something like that. No. Right. No, right. right. No. Um, it's kind of like I, I, I recently watched um, Being the Ricardos, which I wouldn't really recommend. And. <laughs> Uh, in 1950, Lucille Ball is using the term gaslighting to in the way that we have been using it for the last four years in American politics. And I'm like, right. well, that's she would nobody right. used it that way. That movie existed from the 40s, but nobody was using that term that way. And it feels right. really anachronistic and disingenuous. And Aaron Sorkin's trying to make a point. And PTA is like, no, people talk like this. So we're going to do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, can I throw out one more shot that I just remembered? Yeah. As yeah. my part B of my favorite. Uh, okay. This is what you're talking about, Christian. That moment, that, uh, that, that sequence when they're like in the house and it feels like they're kind of playing house. He's at the yeah. table. She's in the kitchen. They're talking. And then at some point she comes and sits down next to him. And this is before like it's kind of gone south in the scene, right? And uh, the camera goes to like below the table. Mm. Yeah. And oh yeah, and they're the just you see the, dude. <laughs> I don't know if you guys remember that from being like yeah. younger, but I'm like, dude, the 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 moment yep. like where you first like intentionally touch like whether it's knees or like pinkies or like you know what hands, whatever, you just like yeah. there is like some motivated touch that's like kind of like this mutual like it means something. Right. Sure. Do you remember how like dramatic that was? Your brain oh, just yeah. explodes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like th- th- that's how that felt, you know, where it's like, yeah, th- it felt like the relationship changed in that moment, you know, yeah. just like this, this small, like kind of like intentional gesture of like intimacy. You just you don't really see, like, see that in movies. You also see like Gary's like hairy legs. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> Oh my god! Like there's no like glamorizing. The, the lack no. of glamorizing like, to Gary throughout the whole movie is everything. Yeah, yeah. it really is. Dude, it's and it's so funny when Lana like she asks her sisters in that one. I forget which sister it was, but she's like, "Do you think it's do you think it's weird if I that I hang out with Gary and his and his and his friends?" <laughs> and like she just keeps going for it, and you're like, "Where is this going?" Yeah. The thing you know? that's funny is like in that scene. I don't even think that her sister answers. She answers her own yeah, question no, and says, right. "I think it is weird that I hang out with Gary and his fifteen-year-old friend." <laughs> it was kind of echoing, like right at the beginning. He's like, "You say everything twice," you know, as a just like, oh, a character detail. 
I'm like, oh yeah, even just answering wow. her own question. She says everything twice. Smart. Smart over there, Matthew. Hey, what can um, I say? All right, oh, let's talk about let's talk about our okay, what was next? We did we had favorite shot. What was what's what's the next uh Oh, and I'd question? be remiss to ask you guys if I forget it. Okay, one last shot. Were you guys waiting for Bradley Cooper to destroy a car? Because I was. <laughs> It happens the in the credits. It's in the trailer. I know it happens yeah, in the, the credits, trailer. but in my head, I was oh, like, in the credits as it, well. It yeah. never happened, so I kept waiting for him to haunt back into people's lives. Yeah, I, did. I did. I kind of understood where it would have gone, though. Um, yeah. When he's yeah. at the gas station, like about to <laughs> light yeah. everything on fire. I kept thinking he was just, <laughs> oh my God. He's like, whose pump is this now? He's <laughs> <laughs> a madman. But yeah, I just kept waiting. I mean, dude, like, there's, there's a, probably a chance. There's probably a chance that he put it in the movie at some point. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, probably so. Yeah, yeah. So. I was like, he's going to come back, guys. He's not over. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just yeah. love, like, uh, we talked about it, but that scene in particular, you know, the the all of the child characters, and I include Alana in that, basically avoid consequences and difficult things. And it's only happening to the adults. Like, it's it's once Bradley Cooper is away from the kids and he's at a gas station threatening grownups with lighting their cars on fire and <laughs> and it's and then it's Alana and the you know the mayoral candidate and the creepy guy and the the you know the jacket outside of the office and but all of the the danger is towards from mutually two adults and the kids are just like half aware of it yeah. or not at all. And yeah. that's really so much of what it's like to be a kid, especially a teenager. That's a great point. Yeah. Um, All right. So our, our next segment is um, what is your kind of star rating letterboxed review of this? So we kind of heard most everybody's a thing, but yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go just cause I, I don't think I gave it. I, I mean, I definitely gave it four stars for sure. Um, or I would give it four stars. I would not even four I definitely and a half. Would give it five stars. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, dude, like, not. It's hard, man. Not when you make there will be blood in in the master, you cannot, and, which are like. I, I think. <laughs> I, well, I, I mean, can we have... do whatever I want to do, okay. Jared. Okay. okay. <laughs> uh, that's true. Um, <laughs> yeah, five, five stars for me. Yeah, and I never give five stars. This would I've given two this year. Mm. I think this oh, might what's your other be one? my first wow, this year. Titan. Oh yeah, you love Titan. <laughs> I did. <big> time. <laughs> we. I feel like I saw your review and I was like, oh, I gotta see this. And then we, me and Matthew went. I'm like, oh my god, what's Jared done? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, this life. is Sorry, cinema. <laughs> no, it was. It was wild. Jared, we went to the same independent theater I saw Licorice Pizza in. Mitchell and I on a Friday night, and there were like four other sets of like film guys in the theater and that was it like just like versions of us like in a different multiverse <laughs> yeah, version of us yes other like brothers and friends <laughs> and everyone is like what is happening <laughs> like uh, anyway i stand by it guys i stand by mitchell it. yeah wait what'd you say mitchell your review you said five oh, stars. Oh yeah yeah i gave it five stars i was like i can't tell if it's because the movie's that good or just because my day was amazing but uh <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't matter. Doesn't, Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. That's the point. 
yeah, I, I gave it five stars as well. For me, it was a combination of the experience. I saw this with my best friend from childhood, and oh my god, like I think I think I think that really uh, positively affected the way I was viewing the whole experience of childhood again. Because yeah. um, that was the person that I would have like that we were just like doing whatever with. Um, yeah, yeah. And then the other piece of it is. I had pretty high expectations for this movie going into it. And then I, I feel like it exceeded that. And I just had a smile on my face the entire time. And to exceed such high expectations, I, this was, this is amazing. Best, best movie of the year. Yeah. Same. Hmm. Same. Yeah. Um, okay. Can we, can we do our, our favorite, our little heroes? The underdog. Yes. Unsung yeah. hero. Unsung okay. hero. Okay. I've got a few here, okay? Uh, Let's hear it. Well, my, my number one, I mean, of course it's going to be uh, the casting director. In all reality, it's the casting director, okay? Right. But <laughs> Amazing. How about, how about uh, John C. Riley as uh, Herman Munster? Oh, my God. I was just <laughs> thinking about that. Like, there's no way he's, like, not even on screen, basically. <laughs> He was there, and then he was gone, and that was it. And I was like, Jesus Christ. Uh, to the PTA where you can just, like, kind of throw him in for a second. He's like a leading man, you know what I mean? Like, Right. Oh, know. yeah. It's just hilarious. Uh, okay, and then did you know, a few more, like, little fun facts, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's dad is in this, George DiCaprio, and he's the uh, the uh, water mattress salesman oh my gosh uh, oh Gary what Vance. no that's his it's dad Leonardo DiCaprio's dad my god <laughs> all right one more little that's tidbit uh the okay so you remember when when Gary um gets taken to the police station he's sitting on that bench he's like handcuffed to the bench and then out of nowhere comes the guy in like uh oh, like long yeah. hair jeans shorts no shirt just comes yeah. out to the hallway that's not him. Okay, that's my friend Craig Stark, who was in one of my music videos like a year and a half ago. <laughs> I had no idea he was in it, and then I just like see him on screen for literally like a second and a half. I'm like, wait a second, that's Craig. <laughs> what? That's amazing. So he's, my, he's my own personal hero. Yeah, that's insane. Uh, that's great. I needed right, to know that guy's backstory. That's another PTA yeah. movie. Uh, yeah, I know. It's, dude, think about think about like a PTA universe, like where you just, can you imagine anything better than that? Just like little spin-off <laughs> stories about all these minor characters. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I love it. This movie yeah. especially. Just yeah. give it to us. Yeah. 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 I'll take it. Dude, this question's uh, always hard I, for I, me because it, it's it's difficult for me to remember as so many cast members, especially in this like movie, that you're like yeah, I'd have to really, really, but I think yeah, um, I have mine. Go ahead, uh, kick us off. And this is, it's not even like a, purely, it definitely wouldn't be like a, a unsung hero, but who's the kid who uh, Lana goes on a date with? Oh, What's dude. What's his like, actor name? He's also in. Oh, the other actor? He's also in Righteous uh, Gems. Skylar, Skylar Gazondo. I'm, def yeah, I'm definitely Skylar Gazondo. Any every single scene that he's in, I'm like, I love this kid. He's what else is he in? He's in Righteous Gemstones. Have you seen that? Yes, he is. Yes. I've seen the first season. Yes, maybe that's why I'm like, that kid's I, gonna be this guy's in something star, really dude. funny. 
He's yeah. also in an episode of Curb that I saw last, last That's year. That's what it is. That's what it is. <laughs> he's like he's like a, a dermatologist or, or chiropractor's son or something. And he yeah. like, doesn't want yeah. Larry David doesn't want to take when his advice. In, he's like, I'll wait for your dad. When they're in the back hall after like uh what was it? Gary like said something on stage in New York. Oh yeah. Uh, that like pissed off I forget what he said, something about him um a mo or something. I don't remember. Uh, but he's like just talking to Alana in the back, and he's got that like permanent smile on his face. <laughs> yeah. where he's like talking really relaxed yeah. through it. You're like, and then he just disappears. Right. That's yeah. the yeah. best part. And then it's kind of like, oh, we're not together anymore. And it's like, oh, okay. Well, I guess. Okay. <laughs> I guess he's Mr. Gone. Atheist over yeah. here. <laughs> Mr. Atheist. Yeah, Mr. Atheist. Uh, and I love I love it's like the most paint by numbers atheist like, well, with all the pain in the world, how could there be a God? <laughs> like like that's most- exactly how much this kid would have thought about that yes. stuff. 100%. Yeah. Dude, the funniest thing the funniest thing about that scene to me is that he is really respectful about declining that that request right you know what i mean like there, there wasn't any sort of like he didn't make them feel small or anything he was like really respectful yes and super endearing and it's still like flipped on his head you know what i mean yeah 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 that's, that's a good great one, lance brannigan that's his name in the movie lance, lance brannigan, brannigan. <laughs> when he shows up on the plane is a great moment uh, yeah. from from like first class right <laughs> from right. first class oh, yeah. how's it going back here Matthew, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what was yours uh, mine is purely based on looks that she gives, but it is Maya Rudolph and oh, the, yeah. uh, whatever Great Gary's one. audition scene. It's one look. And it's she, one look at the end. I, it is. It's the one look at the end, but it communicates everything. And <laughs> yeah, and, well it, and she's so brilliant. And she's so yeah. expressive. And it's just you know, again, it, it's there are a dozen characters that I wish had more than one scene, and she's one of them. Yes. Maya is a national treasure. She needs to be in more stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. For mine, I'm going with uh, Safty's boyfriend, secret boyfriend. Ooh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Nice. Because, because it starts with I'm thinking he's like a, a trafficker or a murderer or, or a blackmailer <laughs> for this politician. Yeah. And then he like melts into like sad boyfriend. Oh. And, and dude, again, the, the he's on there for like, Alana. Yeah, and I'm like, is so sweet. Yeah. How did he get this much emotion out of this character I met seconds ago? Yeah, I know. And, and, right. and even it's just like I had forgot he existed until I just now looked up the cast. It's like, yeah, man, he was there's so much, so many things going on. He's a big actor, though. What's his act? What's his? Uh, what's his name again? It's uh, Joseph Cross. Yeah, Joseph Cross. Joe Cross. He's in Jack Frost from 1998. <laughs> what a classic! Um, all right, what else is 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 that cross off all of your? Uh... Our, our last segment is just kind of what else have you been watching? So this is kind of departing from Licorice Pizza, but okay. maybe a movie or two that you've watched recently you want to recommend. Oh, okay. And okay. the last time we did this, Jared, you recommended The American Friend, and that was a treasure. Ooh, good, yes. That was I love that movie. So we haven't really talked about that. Can we talk about that for just a second? Just like let's do it. Did you guys watch it together? Sure. You watched it independent. Like what was the? I watched it with my mom, and that was a mistake. <laughs> 
She's like, it's kind of slow, no? Oh, right, right, right. It's not like embarrassing, though. No, no, she just doesn't. No. She she's, does not have the capacity for a movie like this. Um, yeah. But I, but I love so, it. She, lis- she listens to the podcast. Okay. It's not that, okay, it's not the lack of capacity. It's the lack of, uh, like, I don't care about yeah, how, yeah, yeah. how slow we're rambling through the city. But um, the the first thing I think of with that movie is, like, these are the best colors for a movie oh, man. ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Dude, I think about that movie too because uh I I you know, again thinking about like kind of putting the movie together that I'm working on and uh it's so funny because so much of like the the cast, not like a ton, but like there's definitely a uh a handful of the cast especially at the beginning who are just his like uh his like director friends that are just playing mm. playing parts. Like Nicholas Ray and Sam Fuller and like there's just like people who are just like playing the painter and like these other little like bit parts. Yeah. And it's like, Oh, you just like, I don't know. And then there's Bruno Gans. I, I really like, I can't remember if I told you yeah. guys this when we talked about it last time, obviously Dennis Hopper is just unbelievable, but Bruno yeah. Gans, I'm like, if I could look like, if I could just like decide, I'm going to look like, I'm going to change my appearance <laughs> completely and I can assume someone else's like, look, I just want to be Bruno Gans from the American friend. That's what I would look like for the rest of my life <laughs> through eternity. You know, if I could, if I could, I just think he's like so fucking badass in that movie and like just gorgeous. I no, I'm totally with you. I find him like, you can't take your eyes off of him in that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Everything he's doing with his face, his expression—it's incredible. So, yeah, a weeks to later, our listeners, watched... American friend, you have to watch it. Yeah, and yeah. A couple of weeks later, I watched Nosferatu, which he's also in for the first yes. time. Yes, he's also in uh, Wings of Desire. Have Ooh. you seen Wings of Desire? I have not. That's watched also Vim, as Vin Vendors and Bruno Gans together yeah. again. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Um. Anyway, okay. Uh. But more recently, what have you guys been watching? Matthew's got a lot more than I have, which is always the case. But like it's tough because yeah, with this I, stuff, I it's like, what do we? What do you want to recommend from what you're watching? I feel like I've watched, yeah, like some not great stuff. Lately. Can I ask Matthew? I know you were you were like really high on the, uh, like the the movie count, like as far as how many you were seeing. How, sure. Uh, how many did you end up with last year? I'm looking it up right now. Two twenty two. Dude, that's a lot. I think I, I I know I'm. I don't remember. How many I, I, I don't know that I have regrets about it, but <laughs> uh, I'm feeling a certain way about it. Yeah, it's impressive. It's like it I, really I don't impressive. see I'm, half his reviews because they're getting like like backloaded <laughs> on Letterboxd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I wonder how many I saw. Uh, I think I saw like one fifth, one one thirty five. So I I have to look. I don't. Oh yeah, but. Significantly less than that, though. That's a lot. Yeah, well, I didn't watch much TV, so uh, that'll do it. That'll that's, do how, it. that's how I justify it. Like, I didn't watch any TV, and people are like, you, "You watch so many movies," and I'm like, "How many episodes of this hour-long drama did you watch last night?" Yeah, because I just watched a movie instead. But yeah. you did watch uh, Succession, which is the only TV. So right, yeah. So uh, well, we were yeah, going to talk I'm about looking... Power of the Dog too. So I assume that's something you guys enjoyed on some level. Oh yeah, I loved Power of the Dog. Did you like it, Jared? Very much, very much. Yeah. I did have to go back and rewatch the last twenty minutes 
right after I finished. Yeah. Mm. The credits like came on, and I was like, hold on, I missed something. And I had to go back and watch the last like, 20, 25 minutes. It, it lulls you and, into kind of some sleepy energy. There's a lot of very, like, I would say, like, maybe too deft or subtle, like, where it's like, there's a lot happening that's, like, touched on so lightly that yeah. I missed it. I had to go back and be like, wait, sure, I don't understand what I just saw, I don't think. Which I can't remember a time where I've had, like, gone back and what. Anyway, I loved it, but I, I did not comprehend it at the end of, like, my first, like, formal watch. I had to go back and kind of put the pieces together. Yeah. Yeah. Did you guys, uh, did you understand Jared- exactly what happened? I, I, I did after it was over, and the key scene for me was when the son is like off on his own and finds the dead exactly. cow or whatever. Exactly. That's, and it was and that, that moment that I was that like, "Oh, like, he might murder him or murder somebody." Really? Yeah. Dude, I, I don't I think, think I got that f- as far as Mitchell, but I kept thinking, okay, what was happening there? And that really hung over me for like that last 20 minutes. Yeah. And then the reveal is like, oh, okay, I got it. Like it unlocked that for me. I think I uh, missed, but, but, not to be too spoilery, but I, there was like that scene with like them in the barn where they're basically like finishing yeah. that rope together. I think there were some, some hints there that like just went right over my head. Yeah, see, I did not. I only understood the depth of it. Like, oh, he would. He, I thought, okay, okay, he took he took some anthrax from this dead animal, and that's how he did it. But she shows you a lot more, like him drawing the leather pieces that he gives to him to finish the rope, and all of that. That's and that was over my head. My first watch for sure. Yeah, yeah, I really enjoyed that though, dude. I, I think the scene of the of of the film for me was. Where he kind of goes in like his little, um, <laughs> his little like uh, secret room, you know, like where he like goes through the the tunnel of branches <laughs> and to that little like uh, uh, creek. The little, um, yeah. But it's where he's like taking a bath and he puts his those damn chaps back on, and <laughs> it's like he's kind of he's like in that tall grass and like he's got that kind of I don't even know like what that fabric is obviously I know like whose it was uh but it's like this like weird ritual that's like mm. it's so like beautiful and strange mm. I was just like captivated watching that like 10 minute segment of like not quite knowing what was yeah. happening and then being like oh <laughs> oh yeah. I, I understand what's what's kind of transpired here but it was just I yeah. mean that's Jane Campion though dude I'm like I don't know if you guys have seen like the piano or bright star. Um, but no. like I would highly recommend bright star. Um, okay. Okay. It's about the poet yeah, I, John I, Keats and it's basically mm-hmm. him just like falling in love. And it's like one of the most beautiful movies I've ever seen. Oh, and wow. you see the same kind of like, kind of like, uh, strokes of just, genius happening here. This is the way she shoots like this is part yeah. of the, in my in my little like letterbox reaction too, but the way she shoots like day exteriors, like where it's just like yeah. tall grass and like kind of like yep. floating like uh wisps of of uh 
flowers and I, it's just dude it's just she takes the harshness out of like a noon sun you know it has like yes. yeah. like colors feel warm and round yes yeah she has Versus a real like way about swing. Doing that. yeah 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 um this was the first movie i'd seen of hers and like five minutes in i'm like oh she's a genius okay i get it dude <laughs> oh, there's just a touch doing. to it yeah yeah she's yeah. good it's a real softness uh, so, so this is not one that I've seen super recently, but I want to talk about it because I don't know anybody that loves it, but I think you do, Jared, and that is Spencer. Oh. And I, I love this it. movie. I love it. I, I'm with you 100%. This movie is amazing. Uh, Dude. <laughs> what did I Mitch, do? so much. I... What did I even say? I, mean, I don't want to. I don't want to hear anything from you if that's how you feel. I just want to know if that's how you feel. <laughs> uh, I th- yeah. One, I, one. I'm mad that the movie poster removes the toilet that she's hovering over. Um, okay, well, that would have made that much better. I think that. I think I was kind of bored for bits of it. I hate yeah, to say, I did it. not feel Film that way. And I'm easily bored, but I was engaged fully. Um, I was captivated the whole time. Jared, do you, do you you follow or know much about this story? No. Okay. Not really. That was a a real prerequisite. I know kind of, yeah, I know kind of like where you're going with that. Like, am I like kind of preoccupied? Like, am I, do I go into it with like some prior knowledge? And no, I, I mean, not really. Of course I, I, I know Princess Diana and kind of like the, the broad strokes, but no, I, I think, it was seeing someone in this system. I think part of it was just seeing like kind of the pomp and circumstance of being in a family and, and being like royalty when you were not born into royalty. That, that was just interesting to see like everything she kind of had to like the hoop she had to jump through was mm. interesting, but God damn, just like the, the pure aesthetics of it, honestly, just like there was so much that I was really interested in, narratively but just purely aesthetically like the way it looked the way it sounded i think i'm not a huge like Kristen stewart like apologist where i'm like she's incredible but i think in this movie she is unbelievable to be honest a hundred percent agree um yeah so i could go on but i i was like really taken with it big time i said my head gives it a four but my heart says 3.5 3.5 is, is very positive as far as I'm concerned. Okay. I gave it a four and a All right, half. You get, I mean, the score gets a four yeah, and I think a half that's what I gave it. The score alone gets a four well, and a half. Well, that's what I was thinking about it. The the two amazing Johnny Greenwood scores of the year, the Power of the Dog and then yeah, Spencer. Power of the Dog especially, actually. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, I've been listening to that a lot. Yeah. I've seen Nightmare. Oh, I have one kind of one more good movie thing just to throw out there. Um, I was in, uh, Kiev, Ukraine in December and had an open night and, um, went with my producers to go, we were like, let's go see a movie. And, um, there was hardly anything playing in English. It was all like dubbed Ukrainian or Russian. Uh, Um, and the one movie that we, that was playing for some reason i have no idea why was uh jim jarmish's dead man with johnny depp hmm. oh i don't know if you guys have seen wow, this. how random no so random 
and I had seen it, but it had been, it's one of those things that like you kind of see at like an age or like the context of, of like viewing it is kind of like, okay, like moving on, like what didn't like really impact me, but dude, right. seeing it. And I mean, gosh, it sounded horrible. The projection was awful. And I'm not someone who's like a real stickler about that, but like it was just presented like really bad, like very digital. Didn't mm. matter, dude. Oh, sure. It was one of the funniest movies, one of the most gorgeous movies. Uh, Johnny Depp's amazing. The performance is just hilarious. I think I was always turned off by the poster. Again, I get preoccupied with the posters here. Yeah, obviously. No toilets. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Like, just be um, honest. (laughs) That's not... When did a poster ever... (laughs) ever agree to that had to be honest um but anyway it was just like one of the most like weird unique experiences and then what uh one of my producers who who's ukrainian she she posted uh something on instagram about just going to see the movie it's like a picture of us in the in the lobby whatever anyway jim jarmers and ends up liking her post and we're all like freaking out what? Because um, she she like tagged him in in the post, and so we, she like texted all of us later that night, and was like freaking the fuck out. So anyway, <laughs> it was just a great experience. So if you if if you haven't ever seen that, or you've watched it like years ago, I would just recommend revisiting Dead Man. Okay, dude, thank you guys for hopping on, talking at length about licorice pizza and all types of other things. Um, let's do it again soon. Anytime. Yeah, thank you guys so much for your time. This and one awesome. more time, let's uh, the title of your podcast real quick. Movies While They Sleep. Movies While They Sleep, and then Christian and I host Good the Podcast. Uh, great. Yeah. We'll talk to you guys soon. All right. Later Thanks, guys. Bye. All right, buddies. This season of Good is sponsored by Good Treatments. Good Treatments is a highly curated shop of pre-made treatment designs for commercials, music videos, features, and branded content. We've all spent sleepless nights writing our treatments, only to have to start from scratch on the design. With good treatments, you have the look of a custom design without the cost or time. With drag-and-drop tools, you simply replace your images, copy and paste your text, and you're good to go. For our good listeners, we're giving away a coupon code for 20% off your next purchase. Simply use code GOOD20 at checkout. See all the treatment designs at goodtreatments.space.